And I was like, who is this woman? (laughs) And then, so then when Trudy was like, oh, do you happen to know? And I was like, look at the universe. Hey y'all, this is Trudy. Hello friends, this is Louisa, better known as Weez. And you're listening to That's Not How That Works. This show is about diversity, inclusion, and equity and how these things show up or don't in the coaching and personal development industry and our broader communities. So if you like what you hear, join us in our Facebook group to continue the conversation. Enjoy the show. Hey y'all. Hello friends. Welcome to this episode of That's Not How That Works. What's up, Weez? <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, there's this YouTube video um, of this man who dresses up as a woman named Mauricia. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's it all the time. And I was like, what if we, I want to contact him and be like, can he do an intro for us, but make it, that's not how that works. Oh my gosh. He's from New York. It's a whole thing. Anyways, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm focused now. I'm here. Okay, fine. If you're in the Facebook group, I'm going to post this in the Facebook group. And right. it's going to be hilarious. Do it. And everyone will understand. Everyone will understand. Well, I'm great. Good. I'm, I'm really excited because we have a very special guest. Someone that I've been wanting to get on this show for like a year and a half. We've been like talking about it and texting yeah. about it and trying to make it happen. I'm so excited. And she is here. Our friend, everyone, please welcome Myrna Valerio. Hi. Hi. And thank you for saying my name right. Um, because many people messed up. How, well, can I ask how, do pe- how do people, what's like the worst version you've heard? Okay. So, well, because you can say my name in Spanish as Midna Valerio mm. or, you know, way. the black way, Myrna. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, for some reason, people look at my name and they're like, Myrna? And I'm like, no, Myrna. I don't Myrna? Know to know it's spelled M-I-R. It's right. M-I, M-A, yes. M-I-R-N-A. Well, we, we try to make sure we get people's names right at the very okay. least. Well, I appreciate that. Um, well, you thank are you. the most welcome. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it is going great. Uh, I'm actually home in Vermont. And we can talk about why I live in Vermont. <laughs> I was just in Vermont yesterday. <laughs> like I, ju- I was there for uh, yep, in Burlington up uh, in, in Essex. So yeah, right outside of Berlin. Oh, then. that's that's not too far for me. Um, yeah, and I was I actually had a speaking engagement this weekend, which went really really well. I gave a a, a workshop on that I call Passion Forward, which okay. is centering yourself, your passions, and your pleasures. Yeah, work and in your personal life. And uh, and then I did a vision boarding exercise after that, and it was really really awesome. Nice. So for the people who maybe, you know, just out of touch, living under a rock. I was going to say, like, we're really excited. Tell the folks. Yeah. (laughs) Tell the folks who you are and why you're such a boss. (laughs) You know. Um, Okay. So as I said, my name is Mina Valerio. Mina. Uh, (laughs) I am an ultra runner, which means I do races, uh, a sponsored ultra runner. Which means um, I get paid to mm. do uh, many, many events, mostly the ones that are 26.2 miles and up. And what's sort of special about that is that I'm fat and no one ever expects me to be able to complete these things, um, survive, <laughs> and then do them again. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's like the bulk of my my work. Uh, I'm also a public speaker. I do workshopping. I have written a book called A Beautiful Work in Progress, which was an Amazon bestseller uh, a few times, actually. And uh, I'm working on my second book. I'm a mom. I have a 16-year-old boy, man. Yeah, he is a man. (laughs) He is so big. He's very tall. Uh, He thinks he runs things, but he doesn't. And uh, he's, you know, obviously the light of my life. And we're actually, he's, he's home from school this year. Yeah. Uh, we're sort of taking a gap year between 10th grade and 11th grade. Mm. And he's been traveling with me. He's been writing. He's been working on his YouTube channel with his fancy equipment. So um, and uh, we're having a good time. 
I am here for all of these things. I know. Y'all know how I, I know. feel about pulling kids out of school. I'll just I'll, all of it. I and feel so, like our, 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 our like fo- loyal followers are listening to you and they're like also getting excited because they know like how oh, you yeah. geek out about all the things you just yeah. said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, can we do one other thing? You know, because the people cannot see you. Well, uh, there will be a mm-hmm. lovely picture of you. Yes. Around our website. And, <laughs> but we like to do social identifiers as well. Oh, absolutely. So would you run those down for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I talked about this yesterday, you know, the social, sociocultural identifiers. Um, I am Black. I'm Latina. Um, my, my father uh, is, is Honduran. And my mom is from Brooklyn. <laughs> Nueva York. But she black. She's American black, black American, African American. Um, I'm 44. And uh again, you know, family structure wise, I am married. Um, and I have a son who's 16. And let's see, uh, I said from Brooklyn, New York originally, in Vermont. Uh professionally, uh, I just do all those things I just said, but I was a teacher for 18 very long years of Spanish music. And then my latest job in education was as director of equity and inclusion at a school down in Georgia. I am an agnostic. I, um, but I did grow up in the, going to the Pentecostal church. Um, what am I leaving? I'm leaving out a lot of stuff. Family structure, socioeconomic status, middle class, firmly rooted, uh, newly middle class. <laughs> I hear that. Right. That's a special kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Regional background, race, ethnicity, gender. Age, gender. Uh, I identify as a female or woman, and I am a heterosexual. Boom. Uh, awesome. Cis, cisgendered. There we go. Okay. Woman. Yes. Perfect. So you can yeah. tell why when I met Myrna, I like <laughs> geeked out and I was like, yeah, we, I, I have to know this amazing woman. And funny, like you and I, before you did any speaking that I saw or anything, we just happened to like bump into each other <laughs> at World Nomination Summit yes. two years ago, um, like right during registration. And we just like we're jamming on some stuff. And then I was like, oh shit, she's a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny because like I can feel your vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, that's, that, um, that conference is amazing and wonderful as it is. And it's, mm-hmm. it's very white. It's too white. And, uh, I mean, it's in Portland. So, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, as actually I was just listening to another podcast and, you know, <laughs> the guy Rory Verrett, uh, divided bougie blacks into six categories and, um, <laughs> I'm going to come around, but I'm going to come back around. No, no. Go, <laughs> go with this. One of the categories was, um, white adjacent bougie and it described me to a T. And so, so I do well, very well in those situations and, <laughs> you know, what predominantly white um, situations, but I'm always looking for people that I could, you know, like just give a nod to and mm. like, and we just know <laughs> yeah, that part. We just know. And that, so when I met you, that was the vibe that I got. And so like, I knew that I would be okay. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like two or three other people that I had that sort of cosmic connection to um, at that uh, event. Yeah. That's a special, special. Was that because there were only two or three other people of color there? Oh, maybe, you know, maybe 15. Um, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, y'all. It's a little better than that. Okay. No, no, it's no, actually, it's, it's, it's way more y'all diverse. Just... It's way more diverse than other types of conferences. Of I that know. Let, let me so, not WDS because I, I was know. for sure going to go last year, yeah. but it was and it's it's, it's amazing and it's amazing place. But you know, like those types of events draw a certain type of clouds, uh, mm-hmm. crowd mm-hmm. and cloud. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but it was it was nice to see another um, a brown person. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, um, can I can I just tell you uh, one thing? Why I'm like extra excited that you are here. Because this is one of those, like, the universe just works in wild ways. My um, places is a marathon runner. And years ago, I'd heard your name from her. Because mm-hmm. wow. she's, you know, Black identifying, like, trying to, like, get sponsored and figure out how to do this and, like, mm-hmm. follow her passion. And, like, she, she was just always, like, talking about you. And I was wow. like, who is this woman? <laughs> 
And then, so then when Trudy was like, oh, do you happen to know? And I was like, <laughs> look at the universe. Cause I am not a marathon runner and I have a lot of respect for what y'all do. But yeah, so she's, she's also going to geek out about this. I haven't told her yet. Oh, great. Well, I'm cool. just going to send her the episode. But anyway, so let's funny. get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. So I'm going to, you know, you shared your, you have a very interesting like combination of like identities and experience and like kind of this career that has like unfolded in front mm-hmm. of you. Um, how's that been? <laughs> like just... How is it to be you, like, in the world right now? Uh, um, it is, it's been crazy as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's been, like um, I've always done many, many different things all at the same time. You know, I am uh, definitely a polymath. Um, I am, I'm a trained opera singer. I love teaching, you know, I love running and, and coaching and writing. So I've always, always done all of those things. And then when the opportunity came to really shake shit up, um, after I was uh, noticed by the Wall Street Journal in 2015, uh, they, you know, they read my blog. And I was like, you're reading my, why, why are you reading my blog? <laughs> They're like, we love it. We love your perspective on just getting out there and doing it, you know, whatever body you have. And um, we love that message. And we, you know, the, the article they were writing was about, you know, whether or not you should continue working out, even if you're not losing weight. I'm like, um, yeah, <laughs> duh. But it, apparently that is not um, a common thing <laughs> to just work out, even if it's not for weight loss. What? Anyway, so that set off a whole trajectory of things. Runner's World, you know, came at me and, and did a profile and then NBC Nightly News. And then I got a book deal. And all of this is happening while I'm still teaching. Right. <laughs> full time at a boarding school. If you know anything about boarding schools, full time means more than full time. Right. And, uh, you know, you're on duty, you're in the dorm, you're in your classroom, you're, you're coaching. Uh, in addition to everything, you know, you have to do as a, as a parent or as a, as a friend, <laughs> uh, all that stuff and trying to have a social life and, and me trying to run and continue to do that. And so all of this is happening. And then it just, it doesn't stop. Like all the podcast requests, the news requests, the, mm-hmm. oh, can you, uh, can you do a video with you? Can REI comes and says, hey, we'd love to feature you in our um, Force of Nature series. And then that comes out, that video comes out. Uh, it's an 11 minute short documentary uh, about me. Uh, and it was supposed to be about <laughs> me uh, being a black woman in the woods because, you know, that is still a story. Mm-hmm. So today it's still a story. Mm-hmm. And and so the filmmakers out and um, you know filming me at a race and while I am at this race I get this troll email that says you are basically a fat fuck go away you're fake running you're convincing people that it's okay to be fat and then they die and like, <laughs> fuck you fuck running you're fake and so I get this two miles away from finishing thirty one miles uh, which is fifty k and. And this happens while she's filming me. And so the movie then becomes about this email. Uh, and then the fact that, you know, fat shaming is real and, you know, and, you know, I, I think the term has really lost its, uh, the, uh, its clout, <laughs> for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, because now everybody's using it, just like body acceptance and, and uh, body positivity, you know. Because now we have skinny ass people. They're oh, you know, I got body shamed because I'm skinny. No. Anyway, we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> but so like, so the, the video tape became about that. And then, then it went viral. The larger message was that anybody can be an athlete here. I am just trying to do my thing. You know, I'm not here to, you know, if you want to lose weight, lose weight, but that's not my thing. I just want to be outside. I love the woods. I love the challenge it gives me. And so, so that goes viral. Then I, then I just cannot keep up with all of the media stuff. And, uh, you know, I had to, Hire a publicist who is now my agent. I had to uh, basically not be in school, but my, my, my job was amazing. They were like, this is so cool. 
this is so cool. We want you to be able to do what you need to do. So, you know, come and teach when you're in town. (laughs) (laughs) And then go out and do, you know, you need to go to Antarctica to make a video, go ahead. You know, you need to do the speaking uh, engagement or do your book tour, go ahead. And they they allowed me the time to do it. So essentially I was like on a sabbatical. And, uh, and I, you know, when I was at school, I taught my classes. And then when I wasn't, I would get coverage and they took care of my kid. You know, he can stay in the dorms when you're away. Uh, and then they allowed to, uh, they allowed him to stay another year, even when I wasn't teaching there, at a, you know, at the faculty rate. Um, this is a $55,000 uh, a year school. And so like, that was really cool. And then I, you know, I couldn't stay there and I didn't want to do that and, and uh, abuse that. And so I decided to leave in 2018 to do this full time, you know, to speak full time and to really take advantage of all of my athletic sponsorships, to do all the speaking, to start working on another book, to, you know, do whatever comes at me. Um, I do a lot of social media uh, campaigns, which is really cool, especially for companies that really want to, (laughs) they want their share of the uh, more diverse market, Uh you know, and it pays well. And I'm able to live in a beautiful apartment in Vermont. I'm able to train because that's what I have to do that in order to stay sponsored. Oh, you mean you're like a real athlete? Oh, it's like work. Oh, uh, it is like a job. As, yeah, oh, <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's a job. Excuse me? <laughs> I know people are like, wait, what? Um, wait, like, wait, what? Like, like I don't I, just wake up and I'm like, I'm gonna go run. No, okay, I wake up. Like, no big deal. <laughs> I'm just gonna do this. I haven't done any running in two months, but I'm just gonna go today. And like, I just don't worry about it. I'll be fine. Yeah, like. Mm, yeah nice. yeah I have Please. to like and it's funny because last the last year was really really tough because I was going through this huge transition of trying to figure out where I want to live and I was staying in Brooklyn with my parents and also having an apartment up here and then I wasn't really able to train consistently I, I mean I trained but it wasn't like the way I was supposed to be training and my my coach was like um this is your job Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and I was like okay (laughs) and then you know then I got it I was like because you know for a little while I couldn't really believe that it was actually my job uh and then I just recently got a contract from one of my sponsors and was like blah 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 the professional athlete will blah 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 blah." and I was like oh I'm professional (laughs) see I'm so pretty I would have screenshotted that and like posted it and been like I'm just saying oh I'm about to I'm about to because you just gave me the idea do it I'll take it like hi hater you see me professional athlete bam (laughs) do you get paid oh no okay (laughs) (laughs) hashtag do you get paid okay let me write that down go ahead go ahead this is a communal effort absolutely (laughs) that's super super dope can we take it back real quick to something that you said that I actually really want to want to dive into and explore a little bit because you Mm -hmm. said the thing and I was like oh I'm gonna let her finish but this skinny shaming well just this idea of because we've done a couple episodes this is actually like again divine timing shout out to the goddess Beyonce but um (laughs) We've done a couple episodes about like how, you know, certain terms or movements are like really co-opted by identities that are not truly marginalized Mm -hmm. in the way that they would like to like shimmy their way into the uh, movement. Mm -hmm. And so I would really love to like kind of talk about that for a second. Yeah. Okay. So... I have, uh, sometimes if you look on my Instagram, sometimes I will like hashtag Bopo or body positive or whatever, just because it gets more views. And so that's a business decision. (laughs) But normally I don't because um, I think, you know, body positivity, the whole notion of body positivity is that all bodies are good bodies. And that is not, that's not so in uh, the body positive movement as it is today, because um, only certain bodies can be okay. <laughs> so like it's gone back to the exact mm-hmm. same thing we were trying to escape and, uh, sort of get rid of, get, you know, get out of our, uh, conscious, our social conscious, because, uh, now everybody, even people who never have been marginalized because of their bodies are like, oh, well, 
Um, I'm going to show my stomach. That's not even really flabby um, because it's body positive. And, and it's mostly white women that are doing this, that, that have co-opted the movement and made it, and they have diluted the message. Um, your body's already accepted. Okay, fine. You know, there's this, this aesthetic ideal that, uh, is, that's in the media, that's all around, that no one can attain. It's unattainable. Um, but still, even though it's unattainable, you still kind of look like that. You still, you know, you still are accepted in your own body. I am never going to be accepted in my own body. Um, can you tell I've just been reading Fear in the Black Body? Yeah, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so so the movement is not for you. So we got to, well, obviously we have to create a different movement. Um, but, you know, I, I really love Tess Holiday's uh, F Your Beauty Standards. I love that hashtag because I think that really speaks to what I think the essence of the body positive movement was really supposed to be about. Mm. I, I just so really, many things. <laughs> I know, I'm like, let's take a, let's not rush through. Like, let's just, I really want that to sink in for people. Like, because that really has been the messaging, like the way in which, especially whiteness, mm-hmm. right? Like when attached to other identities, so like white mm-hmm. women, da, 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 is really co-opting movements. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, it's literally still the heart of white centering. Right. Right. And I just really want people to make sure that they did not miss that. So go mm-hmm. back and rewind and listen again. <laughs> You know, I'm talking about uh, white centering. Uh, so I've made this decision this yeah. year that I will be consuming media uh, primarily by uh, produced and created by people of color and other marginalized communities. And oh man, I've already read one, two, three, four, five books <laughs> since January first. What? <laughs> You mean there are, <laughs> there are actually resources made by BIPOC? Uh, I mean, I, mean I guess. We're off. There are books. Writers and creatives. What? And, oh, my God. And, and, and then I was looking at the news this morning, uh, and they were having the Oscar nominees yeah. uh, on GMA. Mm-hmm. I turned yeah. that shit off because I was like, I don't. I don't want to feel like shit today because I'm not going to see any brown people. I'm not going to see any, any transgender people. I'm not going to see, you know, and I, I mean, maybe they were on there, but I turned it off because like I already knew how it was going to feel. And, um, you know, and as a consumer of media, (laughs) of a lot of media, uh, you know, having grown up even in Brooklyn in a mostly white environment, having gone to school in predominantly white, white schools, PW or PWIs, uh, both for high school and college and grad school, (laughs) And mm-hmm. taught in those institutions, I'm just tired. I'm I'm really tired, mm. and I'm I'm tired of. I'm tired. I I am fatigued by the energy it takes to assert myself in this world. Um, and you know, I I love I love doing it. I love the work, but it is so emotionally exhausting. Yeah. Uh, asserting my body, <laughs> asserting the color of my body, asserting the shape of my body, is asserting what I do. You know with my body and having it be okay. Mm. So can we, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. The idea of just like, cause so we'll take it back. One yeah. of the things aside from the fact that like, you're uh, just a professional athlete, like what you do just have phenomenal amount of respect for it. Right. Just like with your body in general, but it's, it's not one, it's not an easy feat, right? Like mm. to, truly be a a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. but then to be a professional athlete whose entire existence, like simply by existing, Mm -hmm. you are challenging so many like white heteronormative, you know, standards Mm -hmm. of all the things. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. By literally just by being Mirna, right? Like that's it just Mm -hmm. by existing. But you obviously on the other side, right on our side, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, you hear the stories, you know, people troll, but like mm-hmm. you're taking up space and you're not apologizing for it. And like, you're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I kind of want to get into that a little bit. Cause I think that, that to me, everything you do is phenomenal and needs to be respected and we need to support it. But there's something so amazing about that part. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it, it is something that's so small, but I just see it as such like, it's really very revolutionary. 
Oh, absolutely. Part of the revolution, right? Like all the work, but just Mm -hmm. the way that in which you do it. And like, you're taking up this space in a world that, Mm. especially in a runner's world, that's like, Mm. ma'am, can you have a seat? All the seats. (laughs) You don't belong here. Have a stadium. Um, (laughs) As my sister would say. Uh, (laughs) She's my anger translator. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? what, Here's what keeps me going in doing this work. I, you know, again, I love, I love being outside. I primarily do the work for me, right? Because Mm -hmm. I need to be outside. I need to be on a trail. I need to be moving my body in this very human movement, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody owns running. No one race Mm -hmm. owns running. No one gender owns running. Mm -hmm. No one culture owns running, but they would like to think they do anyway. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I'm out there. I love being out in snow. I love doing snowshoeing and and, and exploring. But I mean, the side benefit of this is that people see me. Mm-hmm. The people that need to see me see me. The people that don't want to see me see me. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Mm-hmm. And that is that for some people has been life changing. Yeah. Hey, I I saw you running. Um. Do you think I can do it? I'm like, look, if I can do it, you can do it. And then people start trying, they, they, you know, buy a pair of shoes and then they go out and they start running and they're like, oh, I never thought I could do this because, you know, I was never picked for a sport or I, you know, I don't think I looked like I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I saw you and you and I have a similar body type or you're black and I'm black too, or, you know, whatever. And um, I really just want to get out there. I'm very curious. And, you know, and that kind of gives people permission mm-hmm. <laughs> to see themselves, to envision themselves doing the same thing or something similar or, or just kind of saying, fuck fuck the world. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what I'm curious about. I've always been curious about rock climbing. Um, maybe I'll go out and do that. Mm. You know, and then, then you also have to deal with the, you know, the, the reactions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but just, you know, being able to see yourself or, or someone that looks like you, uh, in a space that you thought was previously reserved for another type of body or another race or mm-hmm. another ethnicity or whatever. Um, that is, that is, it's incredible. It's really, really powerful. So like, that's the other thing that drives me to continue doing this work because it is work. It's not just like, oh, I'm like living off the perks of being a professional athlete, mm-hmm. you know, but what does that even mm-hmm. mean? I don't win shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And no you know, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and those guys are way bigger than I am. Anyway. Um, no, no, no. That's a thing. It's a thing that I think yeah. about all the time mm-hmm. is like, you don't get to be a professional athlete, but have y'all seen some of these O-linemen? Mm-hmm. Like, have you mm-hmm. seen some of these bros? Like, mm-hmm. they, if you were walking down the street, mm-hmm. you, and you didn't know, like, oh, that's a football player, mm-hmm. right? You'd be like, that is a massive human. Yeah. Right? Just literally yeah. in terms of sheer mass, mm-hmm. like, that is a per- huge yeah. Then you're like, oh, my God, he's a football player. Well, he must be in phenomenal shape. Oh, he, <laughs> right. like, like, all yeah. of a sudden... The narrative changes. And so even if it is, obviously, it's always more difficult when you're of color, right? Mm -hmm. White boys on the like O-line, they'll have it quote unquote easier quotes there than men of color on the O-line. But men who are on the larger end of the mass index Mm -hmm. still get the respect of being accepted and considered and upheld right. in this, right? In this world of athleticism. Right. And it's, a, it's an absolute double standard. And yeah, yeah. And these guys are not like all cut up and like some of them just look like, like you said, like They're just big, like big guys, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'm also going to say for those that maybe don't are not like, don't follow sports or understand sports that I guarantee you, they could not do what you do. Like, I know this cause I'm oh, like yeah. a sports kid, ex athlete boxer, all these things. And I'm like, they could not do what you do, but, and, and not like on some comparison <laughs> shit, right, like right, right, right. just in terms of like, for people to start thinking about the way that they are consuming narratives around mm-hmm. like athleticism and, and what athleticism, and athleticism, and what athleticism is, athlete. what does it mean to be and, an athlete? Yeah, exactly. Right. All of those things. Right. And like what body, like the visual mm-hmm. body representation means mm-hmm. in terms of like capability or health or right. 
mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So, and that really is just a nugget for people to be thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that double standard. And also like um, all this commentary and, and uh, discussion around, like I, I think about people like Sarah Robles, who is uh, a U.S. Olympian uh, weightlifter. And uh, she's very tall. She's a large woman, but she can lift a billion pounds right. <laughs> and she wins <laughs> shit. And people are on her IG like, you know, if you ate better. <laughs> I have medals. Right. What do you mean? I'm an, I'm an, I'm an Olympian. <laughs> right. I could lift you and 15 people in a, in a 15 person passenger van and uh, with one arm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which then tells you like And then as, lift your mama with the other one. With, so right. which then tells you people truly don't understand the body or nutrition no. because you cannot build that type of muscle mass if you are not eating the right, right. thing. Right. And um so have a actually, full stadium. That uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> other, other hashtag. Um right. so <laughs> um so one of my actually one of the reasons I moved up to Vermont is that I have a friend who is um who was one of my clients in my first my first ever retreat. And she is a Vermont state record holder for the deadlift and the squat. Oh and shit. Okay. Her legs are massive and they are fucking beautiful. Oh my God. They're oh my goodness. And like we go hiking together. She's also a runner when she's not training for her her weightlifting competitions. And um she, you know we adventure together. And so <laughs> She just recently went to the doctor and this new doctor, not her regular doctor. And this woman says to her, well, you maybe, uh, well, I don't think you should be powerlifting um, at, your, at, at your size. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, oh, do you need me to write a letter? <laughs> Hello. I'll write a letter. Let's write right all the now. letters. Everyone write a letter. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, I already wrote one. <laughs> you know? I was like, do you want me to proof it? Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Um, and I was like, where did she come off? I was like, did you tell her that you had just become the record holder? In fact, the weekend before in the state of Vermont wow. for these two lifts. Can she lift 402 pounds? Can she do that? Probably not. Well, maybe no. you should lose some weight before. Now, you're like, do you even know? Do you even know? Are you a doctor? So, uh, and she was a doctor. So, um, so yeah, there's all of that discussion. Um, you know, all of the double standards, all of the the misinformation right. um, yeah. around. Uh, it, I hate the term obesity, uh, just around weight and in, in, in general. Um, and I've made it a goal, another goal of mine, uh, to become fluent uh, in that and that like sort of anti-diet anti-weight loss industry speak and talk Mm -hmm. Um, because that's that's another thing that is pervasive to you the whole Jillian Michaels debacle um, a couple days ago with her comments about Lizzo's body oh yeah we should celebrate her music but not her body why should we celebrate her body and that is that question Is so presumptuous and yeah. mean and rooted in her own dysmorphia yeah. and disrespect of black bodies because she didn't say shit about Ashley Graham. She didn't say shit mm. about her. So, and, and who was, you know, part of that same conversation. And so, right. um, so yeah. And I would also that, just yeah. like to note because the conversation that I saw online also around that mm-hmm. was like, well, she's a professional. Like she was on. Let's be clear. The show that she was on, yes, was centered around weight loss. And if you... Dangerous weight loss. Thank you. Weight loss that gave people eating disorders. Weight loss that every most of them gained back Back. in a couple of years. Exactly. And bullying. And bullying. And And true shame. And so it's Mm -hmm. like... mm, Public humiliation. Let's be clear. All of it. The fact that just because somebody, quote unquote, looks a part... And or has certifications like went through the whatever academic standard is mm-hmm. for being a professional in a thing. One doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about, mm. and two does not mean that they haven't checked their own shit. Right. Because when I saw that, I I'll be yeah. like, I like started reading and I was like, oh, I've been read this. Like I already know. Where <laughs> this is. Like I know where this is. This is going. Like only a. 
And it's interesting because I also then read another article and it was like, let's talk about the other extreme where it's like, she's positioning herself as this like body guru expert, which is also like, ma'am, stop using the word guru. But anyways, um, right? Like all of these things, but like, let's talk about how on the other side, like you can also be just as unhealthy in, right? Like for example, in the show, in the way that you do those things too. So please stop talking. And you know, and then also like, you look at Bob Harper. He had a fucking heart attack. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, he looks to be what people consider as fit. Yep. Um, ain't nobody talking about that, right? So. <laughs> well, no. And, and he, they do, it's like, oh, my God. They're like, wow, you know this, what? How? It was a miracle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yep. you know, like, no one's talking about, like, underlying factors of, like, you know, cardiovascular health and stuff. And no one's talking about those things. No one's, no one's coming at it from science. Uh, we're right. coming at it from, you know, the, the BMI index, which is a crock of shit. We're coming at it. And he, the person who invented the BMI was like, this is a crock of shit. Don't use right. it. I was just, I was just, I developed it for this specific thing, but it's not right. meant to be a medical tool. Right. It is not a rubric or metric uh, for health <laughs> in those ways. Like... <laughs> But, uh, you know, even I, when I, um, I, so I did one day of this six day extravaganza in Morocco called the Marathon des Sables. Oh, that's where I'm from. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> For people that don't know what that means, it's the marathon. Okay. Continue. Right. Okay. So it's in the Sahara. And... It is a, um, you know, six days, uh, many, many kilometers. And I was invited as media. And uh, I, I was given the option of doing the entire six days, which I couldn't because I had this like bomb ass uh, speaking engagement that I couldn't. And it was it paid a lot. So, <laughs> so I was like, I can only do one day. And they're like, okay. And so it was 32 kilometers. And um, so, but in order to pass all of the health things at the actual race in Morocco because you have to go there uh, and, and um, hand in all your physicals and your EKG. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They, they're, they're absolutely very serious about it. And so I went to this doctor that I don't normally go to in Brooklyn. Uh, and I was like, listen, I need a physical and I need an EKG um, because uh, I'm doing a race in Morocco, like a running race. Um, cause I, sometimes I got to talk to people like they're five years old. Um, and, and so, <laughs> so, you know, I go in there and, you know, and I make sure that to tell everybody, Oh, I need this. I need this blood work because I'm doing mm-hmm. a race and I need mm-hmm. to submit my physicals to the doctors there. And so, you know, like we do all the EKGs and I do a whole um, Instagram story about it. <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, so I meet with a doctor who actually wasn't a doctor. He was like a doctor of like public health. He wasn't like a medical doctor or whatever, but he's, but he was like licensed to read over the stuff, I guess. And, um, so he's like, okay. He's like, well, your EKG is, 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 is fine. I was like, well, I, I, I knew it would be fine, you know, but you know, I just need this, you know, as part of my, um, my medical information for my, the race that I'm doing, you know, the race in Morocco that I'm doing. I'm a runner. I do it professionally. <laughs> I throw my feet. And, you know, of course, the, the whole time he's like looking at me like, uh, oh, what? Uh, okay. Um, and then, so he looks at my chart. Everything was normal. Some of my blood pressure was a little bit elevated, but living at home, that's what it would do to you. Um, Hello. And- <laughs> <laughs> Episode 72. But it wasn't, but it wasn't like dangerously. It was like slightly elevated from my norm. And, and then he's looking at, he's like, well, he's like, let's talk about your BMI. I was like, stop. I was like, you and I both know that the BMI is a crock of shit. And so you can stop right there. I told you I run, I do this professionally. um, And I already lost 70 pounds. And my body's like, um, we done. Um, <laughs> and I, I run professionally. Did I say that enough? Like, that's what I do. So don't ask me if I exercise, um, because I just told you I'm a runner. 
don't ask me, you know, how I plan to lose weight or if I need bariatric surgery or if I want to consider that. No, I don't. Um, So can you just sign the thing? Can I go? (laughs) He's like, wait, what? You're doing a race? I'm like, oh, it took you that long. Oh, my. minutes. I was like, yes, I'm going to Morocco next week. <laughs> and in order for me to run the race, I have to show them that my EKG is normal. And it's normal, so thank you. Right. Um, bye. <laughs> what? A circus. I <laughs> so here's the other thing that just crossed my mind that I really just want to like put out for our mm-hmm. listeners. People that are listening, we're not going to make assumptions. We have listeners from everywhere that have different beliefs, right? That's why they listen to the show, to unpack their bias, so on and so forth. I just want to like frame this. Sponsored athlete, people, by people I mean organizations, companies. Let's say, let's use Nike as an example. Nike sponsors athletes. Nike is a prestigious and well-known company. Nike is not known for throwing money out the door. (laughs) Nike is going to give money to individuals that can provide a guaranteed return on investment. Mm. If you think that companies are going to be like, hey, we don't know if this person is worth investing in. We don't know if we're going to have a return on investment. Oh, maybe they're not actually healthy because they're quote unquote fat, right? Like if you don't think that companies have done risk assessments and profit and loss analysis to make Mm -hmm. sure that the individuals in which they are giving money are going to provide a like say it again sister say it again (laughs) a like a guaranteed return on their investment they didn't get to be nike by throwing shit away you know what they did do though they dropped allison felix as soon as she had a baby or became Mm -hmm. pregnant why because Granted, that was awful. Obviously ridiculous <laughs> and awful because then she went and broke records. But the point is that to them, to a corporation, pregnancy and motherhood was more of a liability than BMI and body mass index. Like, I really want that to set in for people. That is the thing that they were like, man, we love you. You're literally amazing. You're fast as hell. Um but you, you like got pregnant and that's like a disease that we can't deal with. <laughs> BMI, not a problem. Right. Right. So like when they know what they're doing, but that's my, like, right. You know how people are, especially people that this might be a, like a, a sticky topic. There might be a little bit of like, mm, let's call it unconscious bias residue on them mm, where they're like mm, still mm. sitting here thinking like, Oh no no no! I'm not. I'm I'm totally inclusive. Like I don't care. She can totally be a runner. <laughs> but you know, there might be still a part of them that's like. But like, I mean, is mm. that safe? Like, like people well, pay you know, for that? Really? Oh man, I got I have so many stories. Okay. Do you get? Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Dime. Cuéntame. Right. Just recently. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So I told you that I I got to run the TCS New York City Marathon. Uh, I was paid to do it. And I did some social media leading up to it. Um, you know, I get to run my hometown marathon. It's amazing. Uh, TCS, the, the company that, you know, they are the title sponsor of the marathon. They um, had me on GMA the day, the morning before the marathon. And, you know, it was just supposed to be, you know, I'm representing, you know, TCS team teachers, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, even though I wasn't a teacher, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so they gifted me with four of their races around the world, which is really cool. And they also gifted me with this jacket uh, that they have specially made with the Mernivator on the back of it. It was like, it was like really, really dope. They actually gave me two. And my family was there in the studio watching all of this happen. None of us knew, you know, that they were going to do this. Uh, My mom thought it was a big check that they were rolling out, but it was... But it was the races. I was like, good. I mean, I listen, those are expensive. So that it would, might as well be the same. Exactly. Thing. That would have messed up my taxes. Anyway, so um so, <laughs> I'll so, take those races. Right. So that we're on an absolute high from that. We go to the expo um at Jacob Javits and uh just to like 
you know, pick up my babe and all that stuff and uh, to see all the vendors and everything. And so, you know, I love social media. That's, you know, part of how I make my living. And so I put my jacket on, I had the Mernivator on it and we did a little boomerang, you know, I went me shaking my butt. <laughs> and so like we're shooting that, we did a couple of, a couple of different takes and out of the corner of my eye, I see a guy, an older guy, uh, uh, older white guy. And he's just watching us, like observing. And then, then we finish shooting, I go back to my family and he's like, so uh, who's the Mernivator? And um, so, <laughs> like, who is the motivator? And so my cousin was there uh, with us, and my mom and my um, and my brother, and my cousin was like my de facto PR person that day. She's like, oh, I'm gonna tell you about the motivator. She is a motivator. She's an inspirational speaker. She's a runner. She just tries to get everybody out and do their thing in whatever kind of body. I was like, yeah, I just want people to get out and be and be comfortable, be happy, be loving of their own bodies, yada yada. So this guy, like, he's he's looking at us quizzically and you know it's kind of very curiously and uh and then he goes well he's like okay 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 so um do you ever I'm like do you think do you you know do you ever wonder if you know there's something wrong with what like, is there is there like a reason you can't lose weight um is there oh, and oh man i was like oh, oh no you know my people are from brooklyn right so i, I was just about to say, just to say my what? cousin i'm like i'm like <clears throat> I, I really i was like looking at my cousin i'm like don't go off on him because right. <laughs> i know you're about to you know, and I'm trying to be gracious, you know, because I am there in a professional context, right? You know, like I'm representing TCS team teachers. I'm, you know, and I'm representing myself as the motivator. And um, and I'm like, uh, and, you know, so what do you mean? Like, do you ever think there's like, you know, something genetic or, you know, I was like, it's I was like, I don't, I'm not trying to lose weight. Like, you know, I know how to lose weight. Um, I don't feel like I need to. Cause I, I still get the job done. I, you know, he's like, but do you ever think, and he just kept asking this question. Do you ever think, you know, have you ever gotten tested? I was like, my labs are great. <laughs> and, you know, like, and, and, and then I'm thinking like, I don't have to explain shit to this guy. I don't know who this is. Turned out he knew exactly who I was. Oh. And he, he's a, uh, a big time uh, race director who I, whose name I won't say, um, <clears throat> who was a, uh, who developed the rock and roll marathon series. Anyway, so um, uh, he's out and he's just asking me these questions and I was like, and I'm getting increasingly agitated, but like still gracious because I can do that, you know, like, right. Mm-hmm. And, and I can see my, my cousin shaking, <laughs> having conniptions because like she really wanted to say something, but she knew better. And so, and, you know, he gave me his card. It t- turned out we knew people in common because, of course, you know, like I do a lot of races. I get invited to do a lot of races and stuff like that. We knew lots of people in common. And uh, and I took a selfie with him just so I could remember his face. And um, <laughs> and then he walked away. And my, so my mom was kind of deflated. Here we had, had this great, great time at GMA, Good Morning America. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, my mother is like, she's always like, I don't believe this is happening to my daughter. This is so great. It's so amazing. People are running up to me saying, the motivator! Like, she's just like, she can't handle it, right? And she was deflated. My, my brother was like, I don't understand what just happened. Like, why? And then my cousin was like, I was about to go off. I was about to pop off on it. I was like, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, and uh, I was like, let's go. And then, you know, we were, and then that was the end. I was like, I wanted to leave because I was like, I can't even like, be here enjoying the expo without somebody coming up to me and asserting their misinformation and you know oh because I was a coach mm-hmm. too and you know I, I you know I know it's better to run without you know more weight and I was like well, what what to what end like what I'm not trying to win I'm not a contender for winning anything um, that's not why I'm here I'm here to to inspire people and I just fucking love running I'm here to inspire people to believe that they could do it too um, you know and. And my cousin, she was like upset about it for a week. She's like, I really just wanted to like 
you know, you got his card. <laughs> and I was oh, like, man. I'm not going to give you his card. Right. But, um, but that's the kind of thing I'm up against all the time. And, uh, and any, any sort of uh, social media campaign that I do, any sort of, um, you know, I was working with Strava and I did a speech there and, and they did a whole um, podcast and like, there was this whole thing. And like, you know, when they posted, I, I knew it was going to happen. So I was mentally prepared for the very, very, very hurtful comments um, from that community. I was, I knew it was going to happen. And so I didn't, I didn't look at the comments. I didn't even, you know, and, uh, and then I, then they saw them and they were, they were very apologetic and they immediately uh, deleted those comments and then put up another post. And so I was like, kudos to them for, for that. That's the kind of like, that's the kind of support. That's the kind of sort of messaging we need that, you know, like here at Strava, we are here for all athletes. You know, people were like, what's her BMI? Like, I'd like to see her, I'd like to see her, um, her metabolic chart. I'm like, but that's none of your business. And I'm sure you are not asking for anybody else's metabolic chart. Oh, sure. Right. Right. Why do you need to see mine? I w- I'd like to know what she eats. <laughs> food. Fuck. Go what? <laughs> I eat when I'm hungry and I eat food. I might eat you, but whatever. Right. Um, I, I might so, eat you. Keep time. You know, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's this it's this really weird place um, to to be an athlete and to like and to show success in, in different ways because you know everybody has one idea of success right. and speed and winning right 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 right. Oh, I, so we did know? a we I, did an episode a while back about how you know when you do that this kind of work you, like this is a workplace hazard like yeah, this is part this is of a, you so you know that when you do a social media campaign or you know you are doing something on TV that those kinds of things are likely to happen. Um, so how are you aside from running, which we know you love and you do it for you and you've explained that so well. And I love it. Well, how are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. Like otherwise. Well, let me tell you, I wasn't taking care of myself all mm-hmm. last year. Cause I was just, okay. I was on the road 80% of the time. And, uh, and I was taking a, like, I was like in pain all the time because I wasn't getting enough sleep, but it wasn't allowing my body to recover from all the big races that I did and all the speaking engagements. And I was constantly in different time zones, which is going to happen again, but I mean, I'd be, I am much more intentional about the way I schedule my time and like what I say no to mm. learn to say no. Yes. Um, and, uh, also I'm coming off of a month and a half of being at home and sleeping yeah. sleeping is a thing that um that uh, that changes <laughs> changes things for me like when i sleep i can actually train regularly mm-hmm. consistently i can do all the things that i need to do to continue doing what i'm doing which is running and running long distances so that's been the, a major major thing i took a bath <laughs> um I've I've really been uh trying to cook at home my son is a cook too like he loves cooking and so we like share that in common he doesn't love cooking with me in the vicinity but you know (laughs) because he's 16 and he doesn't like me hovering um but uh yeah and I'm just trying to like hang out with friends and I'm an introvert. Like I like being by myself, but like, you know, it's, it's really good to have social connections and also spending more time with my family in Brooklyn. That's, uh, you know, but not living there. (laughs) So, so that's what I've been doing. I really have been, um, you know, getting massages, uh, which is really, it's an important part of my recovery process as an athlete. Um, and, uh, did I say sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and sleeping regularly. Like that has been the most important thing for me to do. Um, and leaving my phone out in the kitchen when I go to bed, reading um, and reading a lot because that feeds my soul in uh, lots of different ways. And also I've, um, I'm a singer. I'm a classically trained uh, singer. I sing opera. I haven't really done it uh, seriously in a long time. And so I have a teacher now and that's another thing that I'm doing. And that is definitely part of self-care. And it's also definitely part of, um, you know, just working my chops back up because people keep asking me to sing. And uh, by the way, I'm going to be on a Kelly Clarkson show, not singing, 
Um, hey. Not singing um, this time, anyway. I was like, um, you need to go back <laughs> and then you and Kelly could sing together. So, well, you know, it's funny because like, I don't, I don't lead with, oh, I'm a singer. <laughs> because like, I'm not, I'm not practicing. I don't have my right. repertoire together. You know, I don't, you know, it hasn't been a normal, a uh, regular part of my everyday. Yeah. So like, I don't say, oh, I'm a singer. But these producers on her show were like, oh, so you're a singer. Yeah. I mean, we heard, we heard you on um, the Rich Roll podcast or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't do it regularly anymore, um, but it is something that's very important to me. It's important to my fabric, da, da, da. And I'm like, well, do, would, would you sing something with Kelly? I was like, um, yeah, I'm an, I ain't gonna say no, right? Right, <laughs> right. Um, I was like, I, you know, she's like, because she, she's a trained singer too. Have you ever listened to her? Have you ever listened to her in her upper range? Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, she knows what she's doing. She's oh, not just screaming. Like, yeah, she, sure. She's using her technique. She's, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. Uh, and this is why she's been able to last so long. Yeah. And, um, Shout out to opera singers. Um, and so she, uh, so they were like, well, well, we, we might not be able to, to have you do it this time. <laughs> um, but and so I'm, they're like, well, during the show, can you make sure to mention that you are a singer and you're classically trained? And I was like, but, but we ain't singing though. Like, you know, I don't need to say that, but they're, 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 we would like you to mention that. And, you know, and when they ran, ran over the like questions with me three times, they were like, make sure you mention that you're a trained singer. I was like, I, I, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but the, the premise of the show is that I'm doing the LA Marathon uh, with one of my fans. And so we're going to go back on the show. That's the whole plan. We'll go back on the show in March. I don't know they're going to ask me to sing. So oh, I just, sure. I just know it. So like, I'm worried. I'm not trying to sound like shit. <laughs> right. And I'm not trying to have all my conservatory buddies be like, Myrna, what are you doing? Right. So, right. What happened? Uh, yeah. uh, and, you know, on national Bam. TV. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so I'm working that back up. But it's also like, it's, you know, I haven't really sung since my son was born. And it, well, it wasn't because of him. It was just like, I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. uh, have this be my career anymore because yeah. that the business is extremely toxic. And I'm only in it because I want to make music. I'm an artist. You know, I'm all like, la hula, you know, yeah. art for art's sake. Yeah. Uh, and, um, right, tu, tu parles <laughs> And um, so, yeah, so like, but now I'm at, I'm at an age where like, I do not give a fuck. I just want to create music. Mm-hmm. And I work up my chops to where I, I feel happy and I feel like it's effortless again. Um, and sing the shit I want to sing, sing it for whom. I want to sing it for. Right. And, uh, and just make music. That's what I want to do. Look, and if I can make money off of it, that's fine. But yeah. you know, that's not that's my, cool that's not my, <laughs> my overarching goal. It's just to continue to make music because without music, I am nothing, you know? So, right. um, so yeah, so that's, that's going on. I don't know how we got onto this. It doesn't matter. We're talking about how this. you take care of yourself. Oh, okay. So, oh, like, yeah. This is all part of it. <laughs> yeah. All part of it. So I, the people that listen to us, we have obviously a, a variety of people, but mm-hmm. I like to classify them into two parts. There's the folks that like genuinely are, like I said, at that sticky residue point where they're like, okay, I need to do some learning here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and er- this is like per episode. Cause right. Mm-hmm. we talk about so many yeah. different things. Um, and then there are people listening that are like, I see myself here or like, this makes me feel like a human. I feel seen. This gives me permission to like exist and, and live out loud. So can you give us quickly, we like to like end shows with like, mm-hmm. you know, tips and tricks, if you will. So like two for each. So two for the side of like, look, if you're at that sticky residue point and you're trying to like do better, here's like two things to be cognizant of when you're in like public spaces or like Mm -hmm. to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, like Mm -hmm. if you need, first of all, if you need permission to like exist, because that's right. Modeled behavior is super important. Hashtag Mm -hmm. representation Mm -hmm. matters. You should be following Myrna. But what like two things, like little nuggets would you also give them? Mm. Um, Okay. So I, I believe very deeply that, you have your sort of biological family and then you have your chosen family. And I think without, you know, and if you're, and hopefully you have a good relationship with most of the people in your biological family, but that's not always the case. Right. And so there's this, this idea of chosen family being people that you choose to be in your life. 
um, you know, whether or not they are related to you biologically or not, and whether they are friends or, you know, coworkers that you can absolutely count on to be in your corner. And I think that uh, I believe heavily in community. Um, and so like, if you don't have a community, if you don't have a chosen family, you need to find one. Um, you know, because, you know, we, we, we always need people to lift us up and to believe in us and to, you know, to catch us when we fall and, uh, and to not be the naysayers, uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the negative Nancy's and the negative Ned's and the negative they, um, like they, you need those people in your lives. Um, so, uh, because I get, I get a lot of, um, you know, I don't have anybody that believes me. My husband doesn't believe in me. My, he, you know, he doesn't think I should be a runner. He doesn't think I should be a writer. He thinks I should, you know, just continue in my job and, you know, not try to do anything with my life, you know, or my wife or whoever, my partner or my son or my whoever, you know? Um, so I think that we have to work on, uh, getting our sort of like either your your own personal board of directors your 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 chosen family that you know those those ride or die people that will always have your back and then you do that for them in return so that's my my one thing um i think that social media is, is you know can potentially do that i i Facebook groups are amazing. Uh, if they are very well run, shout out to my own Facebook group, Batgirl Running, <laughs> yes. 14,000 strong. We have very strict rules. Don't fuck around. Don't be an asshole because uh, we will kick you out. And we do. So, um, and, you know, we have very strict rules around, um, you know, cultural identifiers and like, and, and how to engage. And it's a social contract, you know? So, and those people meet up in real life and become friends. So, um, so there's that. And then uh, what was the other part of the question? <laughs> uh, for the folks that are like, this is, you know, this is still like a sticky point for me mm -hmm, in terms mm -hmm. of like unpacking my bias. Like, just like um, a, okay, okay. Uh, do some how research. Do you not be less of a dick. Like, how do people yeah. be less assholes? Right. Uh, by the way, I used to say that when I was the director of equity and inclusion at my school, I was like, the real title of the job is how not to be an asshole. Um, so, That's so, so true. <laughs> um, so uh, you need to do your research. There's, I mean, that's a very, very easy solution mm -hmm. uh, or working solution to uh, learning things so that um, you can question your own implicit bias, our implicit biases, because <laughs> right, we all right. have many. Um, so, uh, for example, I, I myself, as a fat runner, as a black, fat, Latina, Latinx doesn't flow from my mouth yet, I'm practicing, <laughs> runner, um, I am educating myself. You know, I have this book right in front of me, Fearing the Black Body by, uh, Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia by Sabrina Strings, because I need to be able to speak fluently on this. And I mm -hmm. want to learn, I want to confront my own biases about my, my own type of body. Right. So, and, and, and I want to base that in research and actual knowledge. And so that is up to you. There's, there's no easy way. You have to do the work. You have to always be doing the work, the internal work, the external work, questioning other people, bringing them to task, bringing yourself to task. So, you know, there's no hack. There's no hack to this work. There's no hack to, to uh, getting rid of your implicit biases. They're, they're always going to be there. But what you do with them and how you respond to them, um, how you react to people, how you bring people into your circle or kick them out, that's on you. The work is on you. So if you didn't believe us for 70-something episodes... Yeah. <laughs> Bam. Mira just said it. <laughs> and also, if you're not sure where to start, that fear the white body, we will, we will definitely put that. That'll be in our show notes. Obviously, mm -hmm. start reading. Um, and that's actually, uh, you know what? That's our new tagline for our program, Working Towards Woke, which starts in January. Like, if you're not sure why you should take it, those are all the reasons. Mm. Right. Mm. Put mm. our own shit. Like, that, that right mm. there. Mm. Um, Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to leave the people with? I mean, I have several things. I mean, if you want to follow me, follow, 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 follow. Absolutely go follow. I am, I am. All the ones, all the ones. Like, I mean, like the Murnivator everywhere. There's a social media, but I'm not on Snapchat. I'm not allowed to be because of that boy. Um, my son, yeah. 
and that's okay. I, I don't want to be on that space um, yeah. or in that space. And uh, I have a book, the A Beautiful Work in Progress. That is my Amazon bestselling book. Uh, and you can also hit me up on my Patreon, patreon.com slash the motivator. You know what I'm saying? If you believe in my work. Um, yes. And if you want to be privy to my new podcast series uh, called The Motivator Show uh, that starts up in March. Hit me up. So there exciting. Uh, Mina, one quick question. Where do you yeah. prefer that? buy your book because I know where it is purchased has an impact not only on like ratings but also mm -hmm. your pocket amazon.com baby Perfect. okay so that's where y'all <laughs> need to get the book all right this has been so good I, just I, have could, to you back. I could talk to you all day <laughs> Bernard, thank you thank you thank you for taking the time out of your super busy schedule of running and speaking and all of the amazing things that you're doing. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And I know that all of our listeners. Super honored. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, y'all. I think that's all it. Right, so all right, y'all. Bye. 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 <laughs> See ya. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of That's Not How That Works. To become part of our community and to continue the conversation, please join us in the Facebook group. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and if you have a moment, leave a written review because it'll help people find us. Until next time, this is Trudy. And I'm Weez. And we out.